They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Welcome to the Combini Boys podcast, where my friend Mike and I talk about the latest and greatest from Japan's amazing convenience stores. In this week's episode, we talk hot box fried chicken, firm pudding, hot dogs, and the history of Pakari sweat. Now, let's head off to the Konbini. Hey, Mike, what's going on? Matt, how's it going? Beautiful night here. How is uh, How are things over there in the United States? Morning is beautiful and uh, getting better every second now that we're about to dive into the konbini. Yeah, I um to be honest, you know what? I just um I got out of the shower and um I'm actually I'm butt naked. I got out of the shower. <laughs> I uh I forgot to to dry off and to put on clothes. I was so excited. I just I just got out like like 10 seconds ago. So I'm I'm really really excited. <laughs> Wow, but naked talking konbini. Is there a better <laughs> state of existence I don't than think so. that? Oh I don't my think so. God. I hope you got a family chicky in one hand and a strong zero in the other. Well, I've got at least half. I got the strong zero. So, um. uh, well done, sir. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, so what what do we got going on first here? Uh, as always, we're talking hot box chicken. Now, normally, mm. We like to just uh, dive deep into one particular hot box chicken, the Fami mm-hmm. Chicky. But mm-hmm. uh, you know what? Um, we thought it would be a good idea to give an overview of the range, the magnitude, the magnificence of the Konbini hot box chicken <clears throat> in general. And not just to go after uh, one Konbini, but all three, but because time is short and there's many. And, and the hot box chicken is many. We're going to take a deep dive today into 7-Eleven hot box fried chicken. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Last week, we talked about the Tatsuta chicken. And, um, you know, uh, that just got us thinking like, hey, we always talk about these chickies, the family chicky, the nana chicky, but we got to take a look at the other chickens because, you know, the majority of our listeners just have no idea how much no is idea. going on in there. I, I honestly was frankly astounded um, when you <laughs> sent this link over from 7-Eleven. And I think we just got to get right into it. Um, yeah. We, we got it opened up here. Mike, you're going to read the Japanese of each one of these chicken items. I'm going to translate it into the English. Uh, bear with us. This is going to take a little while to yeah. make it through the list. But uh, why don't we just go ahead and get started here? Okay. All right. Starting off, karaagebo. Chicken on a stick. Uma karabo. Spicy chicken on a stick. Nanakara. The chicken ball. Tori tatsuta. The chicken tatsuta. Nana chiki. The nana chiki. Uma kara chicken. The spicy chicken. Gari chiki. Garlic chicken. Drum. The drumstick. Sai. The thigh. Sanzoku chicken. The bandit chicken. Noko torori cheese chicken. The rich melted cheese stuffed chicken. Umakara chicken. Kuro kosho ninniku aji. The spicy black pepper and garlic chicken. Stick chicken. Stick chicken. Honetsuki nana chiki. The bone in chicken. Big nana chiki. The big nana chiki. Nagetto. Nagetto. Chicken nagetto. Chicken nugget. Shio kara age. The salt chicken ball. 
Shio lemon karaage. The salt lemon chicken ball. Sasami age ume shiso. Chicken strip plum shiso flavored. Sasami age shiso mentaiko. Chicken strip shiso mentaiko flavored. Wakadori no hanshin age. The half fried chicken. And finally, spice chicken. Spice chicken. I just want to make a note here. We didn't actually read off all of the chicken items on the yeah. list because some of them felt a little bit redundant. <laughs> I know that might be hard to believe because uh, <laughs> pretty much it was just a redundant list. But um, I, you, like Matt said before we started, we were blown away. I thought there were a lot of different styles of fried chicken at the Kamini, but this uh, 7-Eleven really blew us away. Who do you think has the bigger product development team? The Apple's iPhone development team or the 7-Eleven fried chicken team? Who do you think's got more team members on that on that product line? I have no idea. I mean, you know, this has got to be this has got to be a team of 10,000 here, right? <laughs> well, there you you think like the agile philosophy of just always ship. That's what these guys are doing, you know? Every week they're just ideating, testing, shipping fried chicken all the time. And that's just 7-Eleven. Yeah. And, you know, like, as as you probably heard, like, it's it takes a lot of ingenuity to think like, hey, let's just take this this one thing, like nugget, though, chicken nuggets. Let's just call it a different name, chicken <laughs> nugget, though. But, you know, have a little, slightly different taste. Let's sell this as two different products. This is, this yeah. is top level. It's genius, you know. They got the they got the platform essentially. Like uh, you know, they got the uh, the chassis, which is that fantastic, just awesome fried seasoned chicken. And then they're just putting all kinds of top hats on that thing. And suddenly, <laughs> you got fifty different product lines, and you're just pulling in all kinds of cash. It's just brilliant what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I um, this was this is a really exciting lineup here, and. Um, so how did you feel about this? Like any, did anything stick out to you? Like what, 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 you know, piqued your interest? Well, you know, I, I'm a lot piqued my interest naturally, but I had to go back to what I, what I love and the karaage bow, the fried chicken on a stick. I just love that thing where <laughs> you just, uh, perfect bites of juicy chicken thigh oh. fried with that. Dusted in that perfect seasoning, <clears throat> that is just one of my favorites. So yeah, that that's that's just uh, that was the highlight for me. What, what about you? Wow, you know what? This just shows the connection we have because um, <laughs> I'll tell you what stuck out to me. It's that karage bow. It's that chicken on a stick. And I'll tell you, I often buy it. I go in and I uh, go into Seven Eleven. And when I go for a chicken there, you know, even more than not a chicken, a lot of times I just say, "Let me get a karage bow." Because it's mm. great, but but I don't want to, you know, overlap. So I'm going to pick up a different one that the the other one that that sort of stuck out to me, and that was the honetsuki nanachiki, the bone in mm. nanachiki. Mm. This is interesting because you know the chiki is originally like it's it's sort of defining one of its defining characteristics is boneless. So mm. it's interesting that now they're introducing the bone in. Nana Chiki. I'd, I'd be interested to, if uh, Family Mart did a similar thing, what what they'd come up with. Well, it's got a nice little handle on it. I'm zoomed in here and um, <laughs> you got that bone handle and you could just, you know, pivot it so perfectly to get that juicy bite. And no doubt that's 
gonna be a juicy bomb right there. That oh, thing looks yeah. like a seasoned water balloon. You bite into that thing and just watch out. <laughs> you know, have a towel nearby. You're gonna need a hose down after you've <laughs> after you've had a taste of that boy. Mm. Damn, nice choice. Nice choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, so next week we are we're, we're going to look at one. We're going to look at Lawson or uh, Family Mart. Um, but uh, yeah, there's just so much going on in the hot box with chicken at the convenience. So I'm really excited for next week as well. Yeah, very pumped up. And again, yeah, we thought we were going to do the whole uh, three convenies in in one episode. But yeah, we're looking at probably 75 different products across the three <laughs> convenies. So no way could we fit that into one episode. So yeah, looking forward to to next week. All right. So um, moving on to the next section, we have got our main lady back and we're talking about the spicy commentator. And this week, as you remember, first week, two stars, second week, four stars. Mm. And um, this week we are actually rounding out the trio. We're going to 7-Eleven and she has got a treat from us. We are looking at the Italian pudding from 7-Eleven. So let's take a listen. Hey guys, hey Matt. Today I introduce Italian pudding from 7-Eleven. It costs 230 yen. Recently in Japan, farm pudding is popular. It's Japanese retro style, but its name is Italian pudding. I don't know why. Never mind. It was smooth and creamy, not too sweet. The caramel sauce was a nice balance. I think it's four stars. I like it. Bye! Wow, another four-star review from the spicy commentator on the Italian pudding. Unexpected result there, but you know, I'm looking at this and I could see uh I could see why. That it looks fantastic. Yeah, I had a bite as well. And um like she said, you know, firm pudding is kind of all the rage here these days. And uh, yeah, it was pretty good. More than anything, I'm surprised. You know, this we're talking about the spicy commentator. And that's two four stars in a row. So interested to see what she uh, what she's got next week because um, we might have to change her name to the sweet commentator. Oh my goodness! You know, I think what may have happened is uh, word got round that uh, spicy commentator was out and about, and probably Seven Eleven, Family Mart, the whole gang uh, brought their product development teams to an emergency meeting and uh, said, "Hey, it's time to step up the game, boys!" And uh, it looks like Seven Eleven has here with the Italian pudding. Very exciting product there. All right, so yeah, Matt, you've got the uh, the next section for us. Yeah, so uh, as usual, we're taking a look at a couple of new items here, and uh, this week we're talking hot dogs. Mm. <laughs> we're talking two hot dogs, one coming out of Seven Eleven, which yeah, it is a it is a mm, it is a filthy mess. This thing, this is a cheese dog, and then out of Family Mart, we're looking at the goo dog. Not to be confused with the goo bow that yeah. we introduced a few episodes ago but yeah um 
Man, I don't know if you had a chance to look at this cheese dog here, Mike, but uh, oh, I have. I'll just give a quick rundown here. This yeah. thing is a three cheese dog. It's got Parmesan cheese. It's got Gouda cheese, and it's got cheddar Ooh. cheese, and it's all wow. being held together in a bag. I'll, I'll tell you what. I looked at this thing, and I just thought, this looks like something a, a kink mistress hurls at your head while you're sobbing on your knees after getting... <laughs> Your ass whooped for three hours <laughs> in some dungeon. Just mix of tears and melted cheese while you're full of shame. Just sucking this thing down. My God. Look yeah, at this that. thing is, uh, it is, I don't, I actually wasn't sure if this was, you know, this was not safe for work or, you know, this is a... <laughs> I, I think on Facebook we had one comment from a... Uh, a good old friend, uh, Sarah, that said, just filthy, I think was the comment. <laughs> that is a lot of cheese on a hot dog. I've never seen a, ch- a hot dog with that much cheese on it. That is amazing. It comes in a paper bag to just keep it under control. <laughs> My God. You know, while you had that over there at 7-Eleven, um, as you said before, Lawson's as well. This is not a new item, but they've got a new, uh, or it's not a new line, but they've got a new item in the line out here at uh, at Lawson's. And um, as you introduced, we're talking about the Goo Dog. So uh, <laughs> the Goo Dog, that's three O's in that. That's G-O-O-O Dog. And um, in other words, you know, it's uh, like we introduced before, we had the Goo Bow which was a stick full of goods, full of uh, hearty <laughs> items. But the, uh, the goo dog, I think it has two meanings. One is it's, it's, it's meaty, it's hearty. And the other is that it's a good dog. So the original is the tomato onion jalapeno goo dog. Mm, mm. And um, this time on the, it looks like the 12th, they had a new one that was released. And that is the meat and cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, these look absolutely outstanding. The toppings, no doubt, are mighty tasty. But uh, the star of the show here has got to be the hot dog. And uh, on the commercial, I got it paused at the point where they're snapping that hot dog in half. Oh. And I got to tell you, I actually took cover when I heard that sound <laughs> because it just—it was like a—it was like a like a bullet was getting fired from a gun when they snapped that hot dog. In half, my goodness, and the juice coming off of that thing. My God, there is no doubt that the goo dog is mighty good indeed. Yeah, and um, you're probably wondering, you know, like, hey, Japan. Again, this is what we're talking about, about fried chicken, the family chickies. You're thinking, hey, Japan. You know, I'm thinking sushi. I'm thinking, uh, you Mm. know, uh, seaweed salad. But, uh, (laughs) you know... um, You'd be surprised. Anything Japan gets their hands on, they make it into the best version that it could possibly be. So I'd just like to say that um, I'm super pumped about both these hot dogs, and I just can't wait to get in there and just try one of these. I wish I could myself. Truly a great representation of Japanese culture and the Japanese spirit. Yes. So, um, yeah, everybody, let us know what you think. We're going to uh, throw something up on the uh, on our Twitter or on our Facebook uh, so we can have a, a little showdown. What do you all think? And um, looking forward to hear what everybody uh, comes up with. Absolutely. And um, now I guess uh, maybe head over to uh, a new segment, the mailbag. We've been hearing from listeners. And uh, Mike, you got something 
Yeah. So we've here. got, uh, <laughs> I do, yes. We've got the mailbag, as you said. Um, last week, we had a couple reviews. Um, this week, it looks like we've also got some reviews. I, I don't know about you, Matt, but we went up on Facebook and I was getting just hit up all over the place. People saying, I love it. I love the Cabini boys. Wow, this is great. And from what I heard, it looks like we had a couple new reviews to the uh, to the Apple Store. Yeah, two new reviews. Uh, one again from Smudgeroni. Uh, she can't get enough of this stuff. Um, Thanks, Mom. Five stars. Yep. <laughs> five stars again. <laughs> Three weeks in a row. This is tough. <laughs> Another great episode. I wish I could try some of my my's highly recommended cheesecake. Mm. Sounds good. My question is: Lawson's pronounced the same in English. Interesting. Uh, yeah, great question. Um, and it it actually is Lawson without the S, but we yeah. do say Lawson's. Yeah, I don't um, know why, but it's just something we do. Just a habit. Um, and then another review, this one from uh, my sister. Uh, title, Funnier Than You Think. Mildly insulting. Uh, but she <laughs> says, I spent almost three weeks in Japan with Matt. We frequented the kombini from cocktails in a can to steamed pork buns. Those These stores are no joke. I want to go back now just to have some fami chicky. The unrehearsed, unedited conversations between Matt and Mike are hilarious. It's very impressive how they pull this off considering they're on two different sides of the world. You can tell they are close friends who are both completely obsessed with the convenient world. I don't miss an episode and neither should you. Very generous. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for that. I just, I got to say, I can't believe I've never met any of your family. Um, I really hope to in the future. You know, uh, I thank you for just that such a generous review. And yeah, we're going to try to keep, you know, keep doing what we're doing. God willing, we'll meet at the Convini. <laughs> That's right. So and I've also, um, like I said, I was getting hit up all week, but um, I've got, you know, uh, one that kind of stuck out. And this is from my my godfather, my uncle Andy. I got this uh, message right here. It said, my life is now complete. Yes. <laughs> The last rice ball has been served. I am entranced by the Kombini boys. Wow. Thank you, Uncle Andy. That is, uh, that is a powerful review. Yeah. But if this was a book, that would be on the back cover. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's an idea for uh, another product line there. Wow. Yes. Entranced. We too are entranced by the Kombini. It's hard not to be. Well, um, everyone, thank you so much. Um, you know, just keep uh, sending us um, whatever you want to hear about the Kombini Boys. And uh, yeah, keep listening. Yeah, thanks, everybody. I guess now what we want to talk about is so last week, uh, Mike and I uh, shared our top three items at the Kombini. Mm. And uh, as we talked about, we we wrestled with it all week. It was a brutal, brutal yeah. Yeah. series of decisions made. And a lot of wonderful items got left on the chopping block. So we wanted to provide a little bit of time here to talk about uh, those items. You know, what are some great convenient items that just didn't quite make it into mm-hmm. the top three? So maybe, Mike, you could kick us off here with, with one of your other favorites. Yeah, and this is the one that I was telling you before the show that you're going to have no... This is just, I'm going to say it and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> so uh, that is the strong... Zero. Mm. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> so strong zero is a nine percent cocktail. Mm. Uh, that uh, my favorite is the grapefruit, and um, mm. it is just anyone who's been to, who's who's lived in Japan. You just ask them, like, what is one of the one of the best things you get for the community? It's it's strong zero. This thing, I mean, people have nights that are defined by strong zero. <laughs> I remember that night that 
yeah, I drank two strong zeros and I don't even know what happened. I was, you know, I was in karaoke all night. I don't remember the rest. That's the sort of thing the strong zero is. And it's, I'd say it's like one of the top items at the Convini for sure. It was also one of my items, the strong zero. It's mm. uh, yeah, that canned cocktail. And it's got that, like you said, that grapefruit, that sap body flavor. Oh yeah. Uh, that uh, just is so refreshing. And I took a few notes myself here. Uh, I, I just have written down no mess, no fuss, just pop that tab and vomit all over yourself. It really, <laughs> you have, like you said, just nights are defined by the strong zero. It's a great, great item. Yeah, I, I, I think on Twitter, we actually want to, uh, somebody actually tweeted, has anyone ever had more than three strong zeros? <laughs> <laughs> and I think the answer is no. I, no. I don't think it's possible. I think you'd, just possible. Be, you'd be knocked out. You'd be done for. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, it sounds like that one we, we agreed on. So um, how about you? What was, what was another one that you had? This nearly made it to the top three, the American Dog. Mm. Uh, one of the great hot box items of all time. It yeah. is a corn dog. They call it the American dog because oh. uh, the Japanese, of course, think every American is sitting down to a battered hot dog on a stick mm-hmm. when they have dinner. But what, again, <laughs> we talked about this last time, what makes it is that ketchup and mustard squirt packet. Now, I did a little Goodness. research. Beforehand, a fire hose operates at up to 290 psi. I gotta believe that that ketchup and mustard is coming out at at least 300. I mean, you you get your finger in front of that thing, and it's just gonna get lopped right off. And the only thing <laughs> keeping that hot dog from getting sliced like a samurai's head in battle is that tasty, tasty batter that surrounds oh, it. It's just a, a fantastic item. And Mike, I know you too love a good American dog. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I know that you love it. Um, I, uh, yeah, like you were saying that, that ketchup and mustard engineering that they've got there, that thing, I don't know if you ever seen the movie American Sniper, but it's something like that. I mean, this thing is, (laughs) it comes out and it is not missing. There's that thing. It, I think it can, it hit up to, you know, like two miles. I mean, it's on the range, the range range on that. Yeah, yeah, right wind conditions and that thing could yeah, it could it could just it could cause some serious damage. So um yeah, I I, I hear you on that. All, All right. right, what's what's another one of your favorites? Okay, so this one's not so um I, I don't have too much to say about it. I think you know how much I love it, and um I, we talked about it in a previous episode, and that is just the uh the shoe cream. Mm. So mm. um as we talked about before, shoe cream, I think it's originally a French uh, uh, dessert. Um, it's uh, in the States. The closest thing would be um, like uh, Bavarian cream, I think is what they'd call it. Um, mm. It's just a, a custard cream uh, inside of a really soft pastry. And I, I, I love it. I, it's, it's one of my favorite um, things in Japan for sure. It's hugely popular, and yeah, it is for me. It, it was a it was a, a treat. I wouldn't have it often, but when I did, actually, the reason I wouldn't have it is it's kind of messy. You bite into that, and mm. that shoe cream just starts kind of mm. spilling it all over your face. It's kind of hard to keep it keep it under control because mm-hmm. they pipe so much cream. But it is an absolutely fantastic item. Yeah. Nice choice. Yeah. Okay. How about you? What's your your last one? I, I went with the uh, Ukon no Chikara. Oh, and, wow. Um, yes. I'm so glad you picked this. Wow. Yes. 
There's a part, there's a section in the convenience. There's a whole shelf full of mm. tiny beverages that are sold at exorbitant prices. It's about three bucks per ounce. Yes. And some go up to, I think, 20 oh, bucks. Or so it's, it's, it's crazy. And this is the kind of thing that you need. You know, when a salary man is blacked out at the train station, lying on a bench with his briefcase open, this is what he goes to to get ready for the next day. Uh, the first time I had one of these, I, I was driving up in the Noto and I was feeling pretty tired. And so I stopped off. I had heard about these beverages, I think from you actually. Yeah. And uh, I got one. I swear I didn't blink for three days. It was uh, <laughs> <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's a medicinal product. You can, <laughs> when you drink it, you can actually feel it. You normally you feel <laughs> You feel the liquid going into your stomach, but this actually, it just goes directly into your liver. It's unbelievable. You can feel your liver sort of pumping, you know, it pumps into the liver. It's amazing. It's a different feeling for sure. And uh, yeah, anybody who goes to Japan should definitely uh, splurge a little bit on on one of these Ukon no Chikara drinks. It's outstanding. Yep. Okay. And my last one, I've told you about this. I know, I I don't know, this is kind of maybe a little controversial, but for me, it's the meat sauce pasta. (laughs) Not to be confused with the bolognese. No, no. Very different. different. Yes. This is just tomatoes, tomato sauce and uh, meat uh, ground beef that is uh, put on top of (laughs) spaghetti. Uh, That's it. There's nothing special about it. But it is just so good. I would recommend you pair it. You get a Nikuman and you get a Famichiki. Oh you get a God. strong zero. You get a meat sauce pasta. Now that is a four course meal. And I guarantee you will have a good night after you have that. I'll tell you what. Um, I'm speechless after hearing that <laughs> menu list there. I've, I've, been, I've been lucky to eat at some fine restaurants in my day. But what you just ripped off there, there is no restaurant on the planet that could compete no with that list right there my goodness uh, mm. that's uh that's kind of an anniversary style special occasion dinner yes that's exactly right man yeah there's so many more that could go on that list but i think we'll have to cut it here for time restraints or constraints but um Okay, so uh, normally at this time, we would be going into the uh, the Kambini memory. But um, this week, well, as you know, last week, we were talking about our top three items, and m- one of mine was Pokari Sweat. Mm-hmm. And um, while we were looking into that, we found this, uh, this, this story about the history of Pokari Sweat. And mm-hmm. so today, we're going to have a little bit of Kambini Boys story time for you about the history of Pokari Sweat. About 40 years ago, an Otsuka researcher with the dream of developing an unprecedented new beverage was on a business trip to Mexico when he was hospitalized due to diarrhea. The doctor told him to make sure he got enough water and nutrition, but just gave him a regular carbonated drink. This led the researcher to think how much better it would be if he had an easy-to-drink beverage that could supply both the water and nutrients he needed. Also, the same researcher saw a doctor drinking a pouch of IV solution to rehydrate himself after finishing surgery. It was this that gave him the idea for a drinkable IV solution. 
With Otsuka being a leading company in the IV solutions business, the researcher had the expertise and resources to turn his idea into a reality, and so began to develop a beverage that could replenish the water and electrolytes lost while sweating during daily activities. Three years later, society had become more health conscious and jogging was all the rage. However, rather than develop a sports drink, the researcher sought to create a healthy beverage that everyone could enjoy in their daily lives. Through this work, the Otsuka researchers discovered that there are different types of sweat. They also found that the concentration of salt in sweat excreted during everyday activities is lower than in sweat produced during sports activities. Based on these findings, the researchers tried to create a beverage to replenish body fluid after regular everyday perspiration. However, it was quite bitter and did not taste good. Using a process of trial and error, the researchers came up with over a thousand test products, but the taste was still not satisfactory. It was then that they had the idea of combining their drink with some other rejected drinks that were being developed in the same lab. On mixing a trial rehydration drink with a citrus powder juice, they found that the bitter taste was gone and a great tasting beverage was born. Through this combination that no one had considered before, the development of this unique drink took a big leap forward. The research continued, and finally two test products were prepared, one with high sugar content and one with low sugar content. At that time, sweet juice-style beverages were the norm. Many of the researchers thought that the sweetness of the test beverage was not sufficient. However, in order to test the product concept of a drink that tastes great, and especially after sweating, the researchers did not rely on their common sense. In fact, one of them actually climbed a mountain to try out the test product for himself. Doing so, he realized that the lightly sweetened test product was easier to drink, and it was this field test that determined the final taste decision. The unprecedented rehydration drink Bakari Sweat was launched in 1980. However, even after trying it, many people did not understand the concept of the new beverage, and the taste did not seem to be catching on either. Despite this initial setback, Otsuka Pharmaceutical did not give up. In order to convey the new rehydration drink concept, employees visited venues where people were likely to perspire. While telling consumers of their importance of rehydration, they had them actually try Pokari Sweat in these situations. By the end of the campaign, 30 million bottles of Pokari Sweat had been distributed as free samples. In the summer of 1982, two years after the launch, Pokari Sweat suddenly became a major hit product with people finally understanding the concept. Utsuka had su succeeded in developing a completely new market, namely a rehydration beverage specifically designed for consumption after sweating. In 2013, a new version of Pokari Sweat was launched. Pokari Sweat Ion Water offers the same functional benefit as the original, but with a light sweetness and a refreshing taste that can be enjoyed even at room temperature. In 2016, Pokari Sweat Jelly was launched. Designed for people who understand the importance of fluid and ion replenishment, but are unable to replenish fluids before exercise. This new edible hydration was the first new form of Pokari Sweat since the initial product launch in 1980. The Pokari Sweat logo was designed to convey the idea of replenishment of water and electrolytes as well as the speed of absorption. The color blue was adopted for the packaging, even though in Japan at that time blue was considered taboo for beverage products. This was a result of the designer's belief that the design should express the product's essential qualities, as well as the determination of Otsuka's president that the design should convey the product concept. 
In regard to the name Pokari Sweat, the word sweat was used in order to make the concept unmistakable. And Pokari is a catchy word that conveys the image of a refreshing blue sky in Japanese. Goodness gracious, what a, what a tale. Staggering. Staggering. Um, an IV solution in a bottle. I, I'm just imagining a bunch of guys uh, sipping sweat for about <laughs> three years before somebody thought, hey, what if we put some sugar in this thing? <laughs> what the yeah. hell? I got to – all right. I'm going to go on a little bit of rant here. But um, this is what we're talking about when we say Japanese engineering. Can you can you get a sense of like what goes into like any sort of mm. undertaking in Japan? I was trying to imagine like how this would go down at, for, for example, the Coca-Cola company. Mm. You know, I, I think it would be like someone would be like, hey, let's make a new Coke that has five times the caffeine. And uh, the first thing they do is they'd invest $1 billion and 100,000 full-time employees to think of the name of the drink that they, you know, mm. it would end up being something like Coca-Cola Ultimate. Mm. And then they'd, you know, they'd pass it off to the engineers, which would be like a team of like three people. And mm. these three people would make like a couple prototypes and then someone would be, you know, flip a coin or something. And then they'd manufacture 100 billion bottles of the stuff mm. and nobody mm. would end up liking it. Starting with the customer first, these guys were probably hunkered down in some nasty gyms, just <laughs> handing out free samples. I guess if it launched in 1980, and then it caught on in 1982. That means for two years. These guys these were sweating guys. bullets. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, you know, I, I, the, the concept um, to drink after uh, sweating, personally, I have Picari sweat typically with a Fami Chicky. Mm. Uh, very different. It, it's it's it does supply a nice kind of a cut to the juicy the juicy richness of a fami chicky. So uh, not I'm not quite using it as intended, but um, it is a good product. Yeah, and I I just um, we're gonna put the links in the show notes. I I you know we read it out loud, but um, please feel free to read it over yourself. This is a stunning essay. This is top of the staggering. line quality. Just just absolutely staggering. Um, so I guess, uh, that kind of wraps up this week's episode, Mike, man, time just always flies with these things. Uh, yeah. but it's, it's, it's been a blast. Yeah. Episode seven is in the, uh, what, it, what do you say? In the it's can. In the, in the can. It's in the can. Mm. It's not in the holster. It's in the can. As always, thank you all for listening. Thanks to everyone who's, you know, uh, followed us on Facebook or Twitter and is tuned in to listen to us each week. If you haven't, uh, please uh, follow us on Facebook or Twitter, uh, both at the Combini Boy or Combini Boys. And um, yeah, we hope to see you next week. Hope to see you next week. And hopefully we'll see you at the Combini. See you at the Combini. <laughs>